In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove onto him and a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beast and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the gospel of the Lord. I don't remember my baptism. It was 30 years ago at the church that my parents still go to. The same baptismal font where I was baptized is where my brother was baptized, where his daughters were baptized. Water was poured on our heads from a little bowl in a sanctuary filled with red carpet. As you can see, I had on a white gown, a banner hung behind me with my name on it. I'm sure there was a little reception afterward in the parlor. You can see my dad looks like Ross Geller from Friends 30 years ago. <laughs> my brother is giving the stink eye to Pastor Harder. As far as Lutherans and as far as Lutheran baptisms go, it was pretty standard. To some folks, though, my baptism might seem a little strange, or what we do here might seem a little strange. I mean, why baptize an infant, a baby? Why not wait till the person is older, knows what's happening, chooses for themselves? Or why sprinkle only a little bit of water? Why not full immersion at a river or a lake? Or we put a huge heated pool right here on the altar. Sounds like a nice plan, huh? Baptism is so ubiquitous in the church. It's everywhere that we rarely take the time to ask the hard questions. What makes a baptism a baptism? Does a little bit of water really make any difference? And what does baptism really do? I read an article recently in the New York Times that talked about all the different ways that baptisms happen these days. In South Florida, there's a church that does their baptisms in the Atlantic Ocean, amid the waves and keeping an eye out for sharks. At Creekwood Church in Texas, they rent out a whole water park, and they all stand in the tidal wave pool and have a baptism. Huge slides overhead. It sounds fun. And nowadays, instead of white gowns and robes, people get custom t-shirts with mottos on them, like hashtag washed, best day ever, no turning back. I want to be clear, I'm not saying that these practices are wrong in any way. 
maybe except for the water park. I've got a few questions about that, but they still aren't wrong. They have all the things necessary for a baptism, which for Lutheran Christians is really two things. First, you need water. Any kind of water will do. Tap water, distilled water, chlorine-filled, salt water. It doesn't matter. just needs to be water. Because what really matters, especially for Lutheran Christians, is that the water is joined together with the Word, the Word of God. Word with a capital W. Meaning the water is joined together with the real presence of Jesus and all of his promises. Just as we believe that Jesus is truly present in, with, and under the bread when we take communion, in, with, and under the wine, so too it is with baptism in the water. Jesus' presence is truly joined in, with, and under that water. That's what makes a baptism a baptism. So these other forms, these other settings, oceans, water parks, t-shirts, whatever it may be, it doesn't make it any more or less of a baptism. But they do make more of an experience. A pastor in Linwood, Kansas, says in that New York York Times article, we live in an age where people like experiences. It's not that it looks better, but it feels better. It feels more authentic. It feels more real. I don't know about you, but I didn't feel much at my baptism. Does that make it any less authentic? There wasn't much of an experience either for me or for anyone who was there. Does that mean it's any less real? It's not the experience that matters or the feeling that you get coming up out of the water. Truth be told, baptism isn't about you. By that I mean it's not the decision you make or even giving your life to Christ because it's not you who's doing the work. It's not you choosing to get closer to God. If that's all it took, was one decision by us to be in God's good graces. What's the need for Jesus' death and resurrection or his own baptism? Why try to make that obsolete? Christ has already given his life for you, suffered once for all, as Peter says. Why try to take that away? Baptism then isn't what you do. It's what God does for you and to you. It's God getting closer to you on account of Christ. Because through the water and the word, we're joined to Jesus' own death and resurrection. I like how one Baptist preacher describes this. He said, we Baptists believe in water. So when it comes to baptizing, we don't mess around with a few sprinkles We put people under until they bubble. We want them to feel just a moment of panic so that they can really appreciate the resurrection. 
And while I think that is hilarious and terrifying, (laughs) and possibly fits the description of torture, I like the symbolism. Don't worry, we're not going to practice that here. But I like the symbolism. Because more than anything else, baptism is death and resurrection. Luther describes it as drowning the old self, the old sinful self, which is a rather good swimmer, and rising to new life. It's not simply a removal of dirt, as Peter says, but it is an appeal to God so that once we are covered with that water, God no longer remembers our sin, but looks upon us with steadfast love, just as God looked upon Jesus the day of his baptism. To be clear, being baptized doesn't mean that you'll never sin again. Again, it's not a removal of that dirt. You remain, we remain a sinful people. But it does mean that God's grace and forgiveness abound all the more. And that water and word work on you every day to put to death that old self and to live as one who reflects the love and goodness that you have received. Being baptized also doesn't mean that life will get any easier. If anything, baptism means that it will get harder. Notice the same spirit that descended on Jesus like a dove also then drove him out into the desert. Rachel Held Evans is a late public theologian who passed away just a couple years ago. And in her book, Searching for Sunday, she writes this about baptism. She says, baptism declares that God is in the business of bringing dead things back to life. So if you want in on God's business, you better be prepared to follow God to all the rock-bottom, scorched earth, dead-on-arrival corners in this world, including those of your own heart. Because that's where God works. Which is why it's a courageous, dangerous statement even we make when we baptize babies and infants. We are acknowledging that this spirit you receive will call you or drive you into places that you wouldn't otherwise go. It's saying that this beautiful, seemingly perfect little baby is in fact not so perfect and needs God's grace just like the rest of us. And that it's God's desire for this beautiful, little, beloved child to be a member of God's holy, loving, struggling family known as the church. That's why we baptize infants and babies and anybody else. That's why we don't make it much of an experience like at a water park or with t-shirts. And that's why we say it's not about you, but about what God does and says and works in and through you through water and word of the baptism. It's less about us declaring something to God and more about God declaring to you and to all the world, this is my beloved, forgiven, grace-filled, ready for the journey.
It's death and resurrection over and over again, day after day, as if God is reaching down into our deepest grave and pulling us up with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, bringing us into a new light on a new day every day. If you've been baptized, put your hand in that font today. Remember your baptism. Remember what God has done, is doing, will do, and live as a baptized people. Proclaiming the good news of Jesus in both word and deed with as many people as you can. But if you haven't been baptized and you want to, please talk with me, talk with Pastor Mark. There is no test to see if you are ready. You don't need to feel holy enough or ready enough or feel like you've got it all together in life and faith. That's not what this is about. The decision has already been made and God has chosen you. You are already God's beloved. So let God declare it to you and to all the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.